Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand. Although not that much in demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Of course, that would be me. He would be Todd Erzin. He would be Aaron McIntyre. She would be Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage. She'll be joining us here momentarily for the day group. So uh, next hour, it'll be Feedback Friday. We will get into your responses to us. Without further ado, adieu, again, let's, ju- let, let's just do it. Your weekly look at the week that was as I make it as complicated as absolutely possible. Brought to you by our friends over at Patriot Mobile. Every day we hear another venerable brand filling and selling us out. Trying to fill its coffers by making alms to the woke spirit of the age, religion. Well, thankfully, one place where the parallel economy has fully arrived is with the one device we all need nowadays. A mobile phone. Make the switch today to our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They are America's only American mobile phone company. Anytime you want, you can switch to any of the networks that they have. All three for free. Uh, Just because you may need uh, a better signal in a different part of town, a different part of the country. They'll make that part of your repertoire as soon as possible because they have an outstanding customer service team. If you're a veteran or first responder. Let them know, and they've got extra ways to say thank you for your service when you switch and sign up. For the rest of us, get a free activation today when you use the offer code STEVE. Offer code STEVE at patriotmobile.com slash STEVE. Offer code STEVE at patriotmobile.com slash STEVE, or you can call them at 878-PATRIOT. Issue one, bleep, Lord Nefarious says. And so we've been together fighting to try to cancel student loan debt. Student loan debt is a racial justice issue. Anti-woke people means, you know, whatever black people are talking about, they don't, you shouldn't be listening to what happened. Shaking 
is such a primal practice of releasing trauma and somatic blockages and emotions through our body, especially our hips. Mm -hmm. Our hips now we know is where we store emotions. Yep. So when you are twerking, when you're shimmying, you are literally releasing trauma, releasing, releasing stored emotions from your hips. There are reports that say that you have the lowest approval rating of any vice president. I'm curious how much of a role, if any, that you feel race and gender play in that? Well, there are polls that also say I have great approval ratings. If you've noticed more of your friends, neighbors, loved ones are testing positive for COVID, you're not alone. According to the CDC, COVID-19 hospitalizations are up 12%. I would just keep people on alert that when you're in those crowded spaces, think about the coughs and the colds, and sometimes many people don't even have any symptoms. A mask can be your best friend. Keep it private. Back in time, we have them in our pockets, in our coats, in our backpacks. Time to bring them out again. Apparently, the XXXY chromosomes are insufficient. Because when we wake up in the morning, we exaggerate whatever feature we want to portray the gender of our choice. If I am transitioning, why am I pregnant when that's such a woman thing to do? I would first of all like to say that um, it is free for me because one person asked why I don't do like surrogacy. Um, I'm basically like I'm, I feel like I'm doing surrogacy for myself. It's free for me. If I have the parts, I'm a dad, y'all. I'm about to have my third child. If I have it, I'm going to get my well use out of it. First question, Jill, goes to you, ladies first, and you're the guest. What was the most vile thing you were just subjected to and why? Uh, I want to go with the twerking because I've never heard that twerking uh, is just getting the expression out through your hips. And to me, I'm going to go with that. Can I, can I interject there for just one second? Pardon me, sister. That feminism, feminism's logics now are essentially the lines that high school guys used. All right. To bag chicks is essentially feminist talking. You know, you know, if you're if you just sit there basically naked and you bump and grind up against my jock. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to get anything out of it at all. Just so you know, I mean, I just I mean, I'm just offering you a public service here. I mean, you're going to feel better. You're going to I mean, this is going to be a stress reliever. Probably going to relieve some of my stress, too. Going to relieve your stress. I mean, this feminism's logics now are the things acne riddled high school boys throw out there in between meat sweats to gullible high school chicks go ahead it, it feels like we have reached like a new low in in the, the common denominator for the lows we we have gone even one step further down uh that th this is now being used as a talking point it's like what will we come up with next right like because i feel like some of the other things we've seen on the show a couple different times now uh kamala is always going to be kamala like that just is what it is but for the females to come out and just say oh you know like it's it's the oppression we're we need to twerk. We need to let this let this out of our bodies. Like, no, no. Like, go go to a kickboxing class or do I don't know. Like, you know how they always always say like the margaritas and yoga. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like they're trying to just like implement this in a different way now. And in these stupid talking points that we have to be subjected to. Like, how dumb can the human race get? Well, we are going to see new new levels of dumb as we continue on here. Jill, I mean, you're still in the single uh, scene, I believe, correct? So, I mean, you're down there in Nashville. A young man walks up to you and says, you know, I've got a lap and uh, you need some, st you look like you need some stress to relieve, you know, why not, right? 
That's yes. is that going to fly? Is that going to work? No. And this is this is the problem. Is that they think shocked? Like, oh, I'm just no, shocked. I'm completely totally shocked. She said no. This is going to be totally fine. Why, why everybody's going to jump on board with this? No, nobody likes this. What what are we doing here as an as a society? What are we doing? Dying. That's what we're doing as a society. In all seriousness, we're dying. Todd. You know, it's they're right next to each other. N- Neil deGrasse Tyson. Is is such a science is feelings? It, it, it you know they just such, say out loud the stuff that we used to say they actually meant. They just say it out loud now. You know, he he provides a target rich environment. You know he puts himself out there so you can at least go at, he, more dangerous. At this point is the clip right before it. It's the smiley young rough looks like to be in her thirties doctor who's still just like oh yeah. Don't forget that mask. Just, just like taking your vitamin C, they've, it, it, the invincible ignorance on one level. A, if she really believes this after all the evidence to the contrary, and she's that highly educated, and then probably just as likely the, the, the wink and a nod promise that we, we're never gonna stop. The medical profession, yes, we seek to control you. Yes, we like it. Yes, the lie is the point. It's all in there. Because most people aren't going to cross Neil deGrasse Tyson's path in their life, but they're going to deal with that doctor from cradle to grave. And they're just going to nod because you're the expert and I want to be comfortable at all costs. It's It's... Look at her. She looks she looks harmless. She looked like a care bear. She sounded like one. But she seeks to own you. That was a tyrant right there asking you to remember to take your mask in 2023. The movie The Essential Church that's out right now, the documentary about uh, several churches, the, the um, John MacArthur's church out there in, in Southern California, kind of the linchpin, but several churches both in the U.S. and Canada who pushed back on lockdowns. And and one of the one of the best parts of that documentary is it goes into the background of whom the state of California's medical experts were and who Los Angeles County's medical experts were. And let's just say they have actually in their medical careers seen as many patients, Todd, as you and I have. These are all academics and they all speak in the language of Marxism, which is why the solutions that they offered up to this all came right out of Marxism. And that's one of the most potent parts of that documentary. The Essential Church, I would highly recommend it, is they draw, they connect the dots uh, directly to the people that were trying to keep these churches shut down, as you just uh, as you just intimated. Aaron. So my worst of the week is somebody who was in that montage, but you did not see him in that montage, and that would be one Stephen A. Smith, who I believe was the host of the show uh, where Neil deGrasse Tyson um, went on there to spew his religious dogma. I've often said, and this is another example of that, transgenderism is destructive, and the people who are mutilating themselves and potentially mutilating their unborn children, like you saw at the end there. They need a lot of prayer and a lot of counseling. But the bigger mental illness are those who stand aside in the background and golf clap. Oh, that's beautiful. Stephen A. Smith, you could hear him 
as Neil deGrasse Tyson went from uh, chromosomes, uh, uh, I, uh, you can feel whatever you want to feel. It's a free country. I can do whatever I want. I mean, that was just religious. That was a religious statement. Apparently, he's an astrophysicist who moonlights as a high priest of progressivism. Yes. But Stephen A. Smith, did you hear him? In the middle of those, hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the bigger mental illness, and it always has been. Like the cuck he is? Yep. And then one of those big bloviating, big talkers. Hmm. Just a total hmm. wimp cock. Good, good point, Mr. Scientist. There yes. A, there's a video that, that going around Twitter right now. Maybe it's an old video, but it speaks to like how people are trained. And it's a, Have you seen it? I retweeted it. People getting on an elevator. Yeah, yeah. And how easy it is to train people to the insane. Within a minute. Yeah, everybody. There's, a, there's a, at least 10 people who... Get onto the elevator, and instead of facing the door, they all face the back, and they're all part of. The, and there's one person in there who's doesn't not, know that this doesn't is an know experiment. this is an experiment, and so they're doing what all of us do. They face the door, and then they stop at various floors, and new people people get off, and new people get on, and they're all part of the experiment, and everybody faces the back, and you just watch the camera, and sooner or later, this girl does the same thing as everybody else, and that's what happened. To a guy like Stephen A. Smith, who is in your face about everything. Yeah. How dare you? The guy just trained and looked at the back because that's what everybody else. In, in many respects, you know, let me look him up, actually. Stephen A. Smith married. He was once engaged, never went through the marriage. Does he have any children? He has two daughters, once engaged, never married. He is emblematic of, of, what, of the kind of masculinity you talk about on our show a lot. He's got a lot of really strong opinions about everything that doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. He has a lot of really strong takes about everything that doesn't matter. But when the stuff that really matters show up, yeah. yes. Yes, Mr. Scientist, as Aaron said. Yes. Yes, my mouth is agape. I am receiving the download of runny turds directly as you deemed. Yes, by all means. I, I, I suddenly go from Howard Cosell to Caesar Flickerman the minute anything that matters actually begins to be discussed. And that is indicative of a lot of the boys who can shave in our age, regardless of how much money they make or how much they bloviate and scream. Let's get to the exit question. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the odds, long COVID is the reason so many athletes are dropping like flies. And 10 being the odds that Lindsey Graham's grinder nickname is Long COVID. Rank this week's level of total depravity, Jill. 10. You like that one? I did. I did like that one. See, I feel pressure now every week that I got I to keep this going. You know, I mean, <laughs> this, this is the only time I get nervous on this show every week is when I'm about to go here. Because I just I feel the pressure is mounting to keep this Lou Gehrig like streak alive, Todd. How can it not be a ten when none of us even mentions what led off this thing with, with a genocide, white genocide? Yeah. Yes, that's a great point. We the white genocide. Uh, Seventy thousand people in a South African stadium calling for white genocide, and we're like, we'll get to that later <laughs> after the aliens and everything else. Right now, we've got a dude who thinks he's a mom. Okay, we got to talk about that. Yes, uh, Aaron. 10. All right, let's get to issue two. The 2024 election will be rigged, and it will be spectacular. 
The system made their intentions crystal clear this week about their designs for the 2024 election, with yet another indictment of Donald Trump. This time on four charges related to his actions in and around January 6th of 2021. Essentially, the entire indictment is an attempt to criminalize political views special prosecutor Jack Smith disagrees with. But it doesn't matter because the judge presiding over this case, Obama appointee Tanya Chutkin, is the only judge presiding over J6 cases who's dished out punishments for those involved with J6 that went beyond prosecutors' recommendations. It's clear the plan is either to generate so much sympathy for Trump that he becomes the inevitable GOP nominee or give blue state attorneys general and secretaries of state the cover they need to remove him from ballots, probably a little bit of both. Either way, Trump is looking at some form of incarceration in the not-too-distant future. Yesterday, our... uh Our editor here at The Blaze, Matthew Peterson, tweeted out really a summation of what I have been saying since this all began a year ago, is that this is all a political persecution. And I mean, it's it's bunk, but they're putting this guy in jail. That's going to happen. And we're like acting like, oh, he's tweeting out Brady Bunch memes about whether to debate. Um, What's happened here is he has he he detached himself from all the people in his name that went to prison, all the people in his name that got arrested for January 6th, he detached himself from that. And so he is unaware of what all these people have been going through. I am, because I'm one of the few people that's been covering that story. And that's why I knew when they got to him, they would do what they're doing right now. And so I think this is still kind of, to him, the crazy lady in Fulton County, Georgia. I just wanted to, I thought it'd be cool to indict Trump so that I could sway him in. I think he just thinks it's that, right? Or, yeah, it's my, yeah, they got me in Miami-Dade, but I'll find three or four Cuban uh, patriotic jurors and get them on the jury and, and, and we'll, we'll hang the thing. That's probably true. But this is the belly of the beast. And, and since he left all those people behind, he didn't raise any money for them. He didn't do anything for them. They were, they, were, they were essentially in his way, just like all the dead bodies were stepping over of sudden death from Operation Warp Speed. Not, doesn't comport with the plan, so we're going to forget about all those people, except now he's about to be treated like all those people were. And, and I don't think they have a plan. I mean, I, I, I really believe, and, and I, I mean, I really believe this, that if that if 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 we could bug Marilago, the plan basically is we just got to win this election and pardon ourselves. I don't think there's any other plan. I don't think they know how to. I don't think there's anything anticipating how to do that. How to do that um, under incarceration? How to do that as a convicted felon? How to do that it, under restraining orders? Um, how to do that if indefinitely detained? Like I don't. I don't think there's any other plan other than we just got to win and then pardon ourselves when they could have pardoned themselves on the way out. So that's my first question: Am I wrong? And if I'm not, then what is the plan? Uh, you aren't wrong, and I have no idea. Anybody, I mean, that's what everybody... Is, that, is there any other legitimate opinion at this point? I mean, I, any, any, I feel myself drifting instantly to go beyond that to be doing four-dimensional chess 
and and this is a point where something four-dimensional may in fact be the thing required and anytime it's been required anything approaching that has been required by donald trump and company in the past we've got release the kraken that never comes i don't this this again i've seen this weather pattern before i know that's it's just that, the weather that's why i believe there's no plan it's just the weather and boy that would be fun legitimately fun to be wrong about this but i'm mine i what's what's the point of being an analyst on this front all i have is what i've seen before and what i've seen before on this is you know rudy giuliani's hair dye sweating down his face you know that's that's what this is going to look like again is that is that was that before or after he was talking about the physical endowments of Jewish men? That's uncomfortably Lindsey Grahamish. You, you need to answer that question. Tom. Yeah, but it was it's also in a in a court file document too. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, what is the plan? Uh, I'm blessed to have moved this week and not had to deep dive into this subject. Uh, I think this was probably the best week of the political season to do so. Uh, we all knew this was coming, so this wasn't a surprise. But just to see the level of everybody, you know, just saying on the on the on the right, like Todd said, it is release the Kraken. Like, that's the plan. Like, there's not going to be a huge in-depth conversation of, oh, A leads to B, B leads to C, C leads to D, and this is how we're going to win in 2024. No, all they're saying, you have Carrie Lake coming out saying everybody else should drop out of the race so that you have no backup plan, right? Like, their only plan is to say, get rid of all the backups right now. Like, that makes absolutely no sense if you're serious about a GOP nominee winning in 2024 like you don't know what's going to happen and I, I do believe that he's going to be under some form of house arrest or in prison and the leftists are just cheering this on going oh you really are going to go through with having donald trump as your nominee did did you guys not pay attention to 2020 i i don't know what's going on here but we're, we're gonna go with it okay if you're dumb enough to follow through with this one more time like, it's not going to look the same as it did in 2020. They'll make sure that anybody that is even potentially thinking about voting for him would have absolutely no reason to do so because it's not going to be feasible. They're not going to have to board up the windows this time. It's it's going to look completely different. It'll be done ahead of time. Is it, Aaron, can I make this moderately interesting for you? Sure. Like what, he's acting, it, you're, to your point, he's acting like the red wave actually happened. Yeah. Can we, if let's say for sake of argument, the red wave did happen, that would have meant as you like, lessons were learned on some level. It wouldn't necessarily mean right, that's it translating meant, to a Trump. It would have meant a massive backlash of independent yes. voters against Democrats. Yes. Okay. Can, can we have this conversation as if the red wave happened? Like what would we, would it be a different conversation? Yes. Then? Go ahead, Aaron. I believe it would be actually, because that would show that the electorate showed some regret but they didn't. And you're going right, too far right. and it's time to move on. Correct. Yeah. But they didn't right. after two years. And now we're going on three and a half, four years. Do you think any lessons are, if, if there wasn't any lessons learned then, even after the Afghanistan withdrawal, after uncertainty economically, we're voting for Katie Hobbs over Carrie Lake. Say what you want about Carrie Lake. 
No, there were no lessons learned. So yeah, this would be a different conversation. Hey, look what happened in, in, in 2022. People learned their lesson. They're going to be the same way even after. They're going to be even yeah. more so yes. in 2024. That's why I asked. That would be the calculus, at least, that, that I think we would be giving, and that perhaps John, Donald Trump and his campaign could be giving. This is a very, in, I think you have raised, for all the talk, it's funny, I did an hour where I bloviated on this myself the other day, and Todd, you frankly, in the last five minutes have touched upon the most important point that's been made about this from a very, from a, from a practical standpoint. I, I believe that in MAGA world, they sincerely they sincerely think or because it's profitable to think this way right now are allowing themselves to think that there is some level of persecution that could be done to Donald Trump that the suburban neighbors who we couldn't get to vote red the last three elections in a row will suddenly say you know what I was just wrong this entire time they really are out to get this guy and, and it's time for a comeuppance at the ballot box. I, 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 I think that they really believe that's the case. Or it's just not as profitable to say what we're saying. And so that's the, most, that's the case they're going to make because there's money to be made making that case right now. I, and I don't know. I'm, for people across the, the MAGA spectrum, it's probably, you're probably somewhere on all those things. But I, I think you're touching on, very, on a very important point. They really believe, they really believe the suburban college educated American that we have lost the last three straight elections. Who's who, by the way, thinks everybody that protested on January 6th is, a, is a, they're embarrassed white trash rednecks. And they didn't, they didn't care when all those people got put into gulags for the last three years. Like they didn't, they didn't care about them. And those were their own neighbors. Mm-hmm. They didn't care about them that they're suddenly going to see Donald Trump in handcuffs in a DC jury room. And they're going to say, that's enough. This has gone too far. I, I, I think they really believe this, or this is so such a good sell to their own base that they just pimp it for profit thoughts. Sure. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you expressing doubt? That the guy who didn't have a plan with how to wrest back the country from the medical public health establishment that ended up enabling mail-in voting and ballot harvesting, that he didn't have a plan for how to counteract, that then stole the election even after the mail-in votings and the rigging of the election apparently didn't work and didn't have a plan to deal with that other than release the Kraken. Are you saying you have some doubts that he has a plan for when they start taking him off of ballots? He has a plan for when he runs out of cash, how to legally wrangle through this while he's dealing with four or five indictments. See, I'm expressing my doubt. I think the main problem, again, pointing it back at at us as a people, as a movement, right wing, whatever. There are a total of maybe three people with national platforms on the right, and one of them sitting in this room, who are telling any degree of honesty and truth about the situation at hand here. If I see another person come at Jesse Kelly, who has been for years studying the communists and telling you their next moves, plot for plot, step by step, and saying, oh yeah, man, they're bad, they're terrible, they're they're terrible, you're right, Jesse. We're filled with communists. There's a ton of communists here. And then say, yeah, but they're not going to throw Trump in prison. I might just lose it. The right in this country, again, for those in the back, sucks. Sucks. 
every incentive for me would be to be on Team Democrat except their actual beliefs. They have balls. They have plans. They have schemes. They try. It's win at all cost. Pretty much my entire persona is them. Except just what they, what they spew is the doctrine of demons, so I cannot do it. Instead, I'm stuck here with this team. No balls. No plans. Just grifts and clicks. And we actually resent the people who might come forward with a plan and balls uh, because it gets in the way of our cliques and our very shallow audiences who just want um, political porn and to believe that the, the future of the effing country is not actually at stake right this minute. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra, indeed. Exit question. True or false? Today, August 4th, 2023, there is a better chance Donald Trump is a convicted felon than becoming the next president of the United States 459 days from today. True. True. Jill. Absolutely true. No dissenters at all. How much time we have, Aaron? We got about um, two minutes. Okay. No dissent on this at all. Nope. Like, you guys didn't even, like, contemplate it, didn't think about it. No doubt at all. No. no. Because it's what, what you just said, Steve. They truly believe this on the left and they want to go follow through with this and they will stop at no cost. So if they are not going to let up, if they will not relent, then at the logical conclusion, it ends with Trump in jail. Hmm. They have been telling us who they are. Yeah. For my entire life, but especially since 2020, they've been telling you who they are. When your enemy tells you who they are and what they want to do, you best believe them and then hope for the best after that, I guess, maybe. A woman who just went in for cancer treatment recently, I don't remember exactly where, was told that she will not be allowed to get it anymore because she made a statement about a trans flag. Yeah. That's who we're dealing with, Yeah, Jill's right. That was in Cleveland. Yeah. Oregon. Or Oregon. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I've got MAGA people telling me I'm, I'm, I'm the rhino for pointing out that they're trying to preemptively steal the next election. So that you don't even get to vote for him. I'm trying to help you. I know you don't see that because your children or your lovers or your idolaters, but you have to understand you're quoting polls. They're putting things and pieces into place that will make polls extremely irrelevant. It doesn't matter what the latest Trump polls are if he's not even on a ballot. show. Folks, as you know, our world these days can let's go, Brandon, at a moment's notice. We have the most expensive car financing market in this country since 2007. Aaron, where were you in 2007? I was not even in uh, high school yet. Yeah, you were heading into your freshman year. Yeah. Right? yeah. We have, when you look at median debt-to-income ratio in the country, you look at interest rates right now. On top of that, you factor that in together, you have the most expensive housing market in American history right now. All those are reasons why be prepared. Get the three-month emergency food kit from our friends at My Patriot Supply. Um, for a limited time, you'll save 25% off per kit. Not the bill, even better, per kit. 
on the bill. Okay, one for every member of your family up to a 25-year shelf life. The full 2,000-plus calories that you need and everybody in your family needs per day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks. And it's fast and free shipping when you go to preparewithdace.com. That's preparewithdace.com. Don't regret it. 25% off each kit right now at preparewithdace.com. All right, we come back here on the Dace Group. We welcome back Blaze TV contributor Jill Savage to the week that was as we look back upon it with issue three, the man who at least has some plans. Ron DeSantis was in fine form during his lengthy interview with Brett Baer of Fox News this week. Kamala Harris got on a jet at taxpayer expense and flew to Florida to lie about the African-American history standards that were developed. Understood. And why, why is this important, though? One, well, you, you, you're asked about it a lot, but so you that's can't, what you're saying. No, no, I'm saying it is important. Why? You can't bend the knee to the left's lies. When the left lies and creates these phony narratives, you've got to push back. They've been doing this to Republicans for years and years. Republicans bend the knee, and it's just one thing after another. Second, we, this goes into the whole fight on indoctrination in schools. We eliminated critical race theory a couple years ago. When we did that, the media lied and the left lied, saying, you don't want to teach about African-American history, equating political activism and CRT with black history said, no, not only do in the bill, it says you've got to do all these things, teach about injustice, teach about discrimination. So these standards were born out of the fight against CRT because this is true history. So to take something and demagogue it like that, that's bad faith. And here's the thing. This was a public process. These guys were going through it. People could have raised objections. No one said anything about this. They were being lauded for the job that they did by people across the political spectrum. Now Harris comes in and parachutes. What Republicans should have done is push back against her, say, you are operating in bad faith. These guys down in Florida, they didn't have an agenda. They were just trying to shoot straight. We know what the left does. Republicans, you cannot take that bait. You've got to fight back against these people. So that's just a smidgen of the interview that the governor did with Brett Baer, who interviewed Donald Trump uh, last month. That interview did not go very well. This one was in stark contrast, a full 26 minutes. And I want to flip the script now. Like we asked for Trump, what's the plan? The most frequent criticism of DeSantis is where's the show? That there, there, had, there is a showmanship aspect a charisma aspect to running for president. There is an entertainment aspect to running for president in this day and age. And I mean, I can I can go back and, and show you it, since ni- since the first televised presidential debate in 1960. Uh, now, not every cycle have we had since since then. Not every cycle have we had presidential debates. But whichever candidate was to have considered to have performed the best in the presidential debates in every cycle since then, including 1960, has won. And so that is the criticism against him. One of my big observations watching this interview is, you know, hey, I, I can, the reason I get to do this for a living is because I can, I've, I used to do this by myself for many years. I didn't have people on the air with me. I, I am able to, with the gifts God gave me, I am able to communicate in a compelling manner solo. But I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm better with people. And I'm even better, I'm better in front of an audience that I can speak to directly where I am feeding off their energy. One of my key pieces of advice watching this interview with Brett Baer and then watching his town, his town halls in South Carolina is I think he should do more town halls, less speeches. Just there's a lot of people that need, you know, an audience to generate uh, energy from 
And I think you can see a lot more energy from Ron DeSantis when he's engaging other people, whether that's a member of the media or an audience, than when he is commanding a stage by himself. By the way, that's also true of Donald Trump. Donald Trump's squinty-eyed, because the room's too damn dimly lit, at whatever his teleprompter is saying over there at some hole in Mar-a-Lago for truth social videos, ain't the same as Donald Trump on the rally stage in front of 30,000 people, right? Is that the same guy? Not, so even as great of a showman as Trump is, he needs, he needs, uh, he needs a conductor uh, for that energy. Just my two cents. So where is the show? Aaron, I'll start with you. Uh, the show is, if I can rip Todd off, should be in the substance. But that's not how we're wired. That's not how many of us are wired anyway. I think the show should be kind of along the lines of what you said. Uh, one of the answers, and I think I played it on the montage this week, on COVID, you could hear the passion. And that's maybe the most passionate I've ever heard Ron DeSantis coming out against the public health establishment, fighting back against the Trump administration to keep his state open. When you are put in as many environments and opportunities where you can show, and he is, I believe Ron DeSantis is a passionate person. He, pa- he cares. He's passionate about good, sound policy and governance. Put yourself, yourself in as many situations where you can let that shine and let it rip, whatever that takes. Of course, we've seen this. I think they were both in South Carolina as well. The other thing that hosting town halls does is you can get some lefties to come in there and make a, sh- a scene, and you can completely mop the floor with them and produce viral moments, which has happened a couple of times on the DeSantis ca- campaign mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So as many opportunities where it's an uncontrolled environment that you allow then Ron DeSantis the opportunity to control, I think that's kind of the ticket for them. Because you see when those uh, reporters get in there, I'm sorry, <laughs> I was going to say reporters, lefty protesters, there's not much of a difference. Yes. Um, when you see tomato, them, tomato. Yeah. When you see them get, get in there, the, the room is kind of uncontrolled. It's chaos. And when he smacks them around, that makes him look very strong. I think as many of those situations as possible that you can put your candidate in, I think you'll, you'll be better for it. All right. Jill, what say you? I want to go back to something that we were talking about. It was probably around the May timeframe because you asked the question, when do we really start to care about what this this presidential cycle is going to look like? And we all agreed that everybody goes out, they live their lives in the summer and then full on 100 percent all out campaigning starts in August around the time that kids return to school. We are there now. Now you actually have to start. So I think that Ron DeSantis has done a good job by keeping his name out there so far throughout the summer and not taking any terrible hits from Trump so far. Uh, He's still in the race. You have to get now to that very first debate. That is the goal, is to do well in that first debate. And I want to say what, we're about 20 days away. So now is the time that you need to start ramping up, putting yourself in that position where people see you as a leader. And if Trump doesn't come out in that first debate, then you give Ron DeSantis the opportunity to go out there and look like Hulk Hogan against a Pence, an Asa, a Nikki Haley. The, the fact that is that you have the entire stage set 
for you to do well and you have to knock it out of the park. That's where I think you, you now have to be in position to put on the show. The summer though, getting through the summer, just kind of killing that time, I think is okay. I don't think that we needed to see something crazy and outlandish from the DeSantis campaign, but now is when things start to heat up in a real way. Todd. Well, you know what I think. I went on a rant about this. I, he, The only mistake DeSantis made is thinking that uh, after everything we've seen, we'd be more anxious earlier on in this process to adult. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, we're not. We aren't serious. We, uh, we're, uh, and when we do show up, we're more of a sitcom crowd than an actual drama with high stakes. We just want punchlines and cool memes and stuff like that still after covid after transgenderism we're not that's what's rough we're lucky to have him at this point can you imagine have had he decided florida would be lucky had he decided i i'm i'm not stepping into this what we're left with this is what's amazing that so many uh, people just don't fundamentally understand that we have him as an alternative and the whining i want more show he i I can't he won by 20 points in a place that that doesn't happen it's a legitimate miracle by political standards i want my show i'll never ever know what to do with that okay and neither do I. So we're going to go to the exit question. On a scale, or true or false, today, August 4th, 2023, there is a better chance Kamala Harris will be elected president 459 days from today than Ron DeSantis will be. Why did I link them together? Because they are going back and forth at each other right now. True or false, Aaron? True. Todd? Wait, Aaron, just Aaron. Aaron believes said- there's a better chance Kamala Harris That's gets elected than Ron DeSantis. Yep. Wow. False. Jill. I have to say false. Okay. Issue four, kicker topic. If you could mandate, wave the magic wand and mandate that one interview occurs during this election cycle, which interview slash interviewee combination would it be and why? Jill. Uh, I will go with the newly 50-year-old Steve Dace uh, interviewing one Donald Trump because oh boy, I don't want don't to tease me don't don't tease me. I want I everybody come I'm on, 50 years ready, old I need titillation everywhere I can get it Jill don't don't all right this not gonna see my wife for a few hours Jill don't 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 put me on tilt like that for the day show audience this is what we would all if if we could make wave that magic wand this is what we would want to see get to the bottom of the COVID issues and uh and that would be quite the show talking about the show this is what happens when you're 50. We got that question from the guy about bikinis the other day, and you and I were like, what's the big deal? Jill starts talking about me having a chance to interview Trump, and I'm like looking at the watch. <laughs> what is the wife doing right now? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Todd. Yes. Uh, Tucker Biden. That would be an interview. And I mean, that... that <laughs> Well, it'd be. It would start off I with, can't even, Mr. I President, can't even do you know where it. you are right yeah. now? Oh, you even, why are. Tucker's first yeah. question Why are you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The number of times. Listen, fat. Yeah. Tucker would have that. <laughs> Come just on, man. Hilarious moment where he just laughs hysterically. 
It would be less, I know. And then he stops and realizes, it, it, wait a minute, yeah. this is this is real. Yeah. Yeah. Does he does he pull the John Fetterman goodbye at the beginning? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we are we are a joke. Hello, everybody. Good we are, night. We are, Vivek Ramaswamy got into this with like real serious takes about DEI and ESG and like digging into like the, the sub, subcutest, you know, layer of the crust of the earth on these kinds of issues. And he's now at the point of 9-11 was an inside job and um, uh, I'm wearing truth hats and filing FOIA requests for Trump. Why? Because I think he realized we just weren't serious. I, I really believe that. I really think he got into this with some serious... I stood with him for two hours on a cold January night in Des Moines, Iowa. And I watched him take question after question after question on substance after substance after substance. That's all gone. You can't find any substance in his candidacy at all. I think just because in the end, he's an entrepreneur. Well, okay, you guys aren't aren't serious. My audience isn't serious, so I guess I'm not serious now. And and, and, And the fact that a dementia patient is the president of the United States who says more than anything else, I can't say that. They told me I can't say that. They told me I'm not supposed to respond to that. They told me not to call on you. Right? Yeah. That's where we are. Aaron. I would do Mar DeSantis. Now. Bill Mar. Bill Mar. Yeah. Mm. I think, you know, say what you want to say about Mar. He is still, you know, whether or not he's had some small red pill moments, uh, especially when it comes to COVID. He's still an old school liberal who I think would go into that interview relishing the opportunity to perhaps end a Republican's career. I think that's what he would think going into that interview. I do not think that that would happen. I think that would be a fascinating conversation because if there's one thing, show aside, one thing that Ron DeSantis is impeccable at, it's knowing the ins and outs of every single issue and why he believes them as well. That would be a fascinating exchange. You know, we haven't even talked about the uh, debate between him and Gavin Newsom. I mean, on our show, we've been talking for a year. That's the debate the country really needs. And regardless if it's for a presidential campaign or whatever is the is the is the reason it would come together. But these two guys are the most clearly articulate Gen X visions of where they want to take the country in the next generation. That's the debate. That's the debate. I think the country needs more than anything else, regardless of what context it is that that makes it happen. All right, let's get to our predictions. Todd, I'll let you go first. Actually, no. Aaron, get your preseason football prediction out of the way now. I, I did that last week, remember? Okay, all right. Go ahead, Todd. Go ahead. Well, I want to reset uh, one of my predictions in the past, but we're getting deeper into the uh, season. There, there is going to be a major teacher strike that has an impact on this coming election. Okay. Aaron, now you may go. The Big Ten expansion will not end with Oregon and Washington. It will include Florida State and eventually Miami. Hmm. Jill, you have a quick, very quick take on that as a former uh, sports gal? Uh, I, I would Who used to work for the Pac-12 network? <laughs> I, yeah, the Pac-12 is going to be completely gone. Uh, but yeah, I could see Florida State and Miami jumping ship. Um, there's a lot of talk on Twitter right now that ACC is, you know, kind of imploding in internally in and of itself. Uh, but my prediction is actually going to be sports-related as well. I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl based solely on the fact that it's going to be harder to go through the AFC and nobody knows who's going to come out on that side. Yep, they have a great team, but man, they lost eight starters from last year, but they are in the weaker conference. When you got laid off at the Pac-12 network, did you think that you'd be uh, working longer than that network? 
Funny how that worked yes. out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> My prediction is that Trump will take a plea deal. I just, I just don't think he's a ride or die at all. I don't. Um, I think that yeah, there, 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 there's been there's tell me show me the event in his life that he has played it out to the end game all the way. Not one, not one single time. Not on stop the steal, not on COVID, um, not in marriage, not in business. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where he has said, "Here I stand. I can do no more." May God have mercy on my soul, or that you know that sort of a um, level of, of of commitment. His mo has always been, whether it's trading in old wives with for newer models, whether it is getting out of uh, bilking creditors and getting out of those commitments. His whether it's you're going to kill two million people, and so yes, Mr. Fauci, you run the country now. His mo consistently is take the out, and I think he'll take the out here too. I hope I want to be wrong. But I'm going to bet on past history until there's a change in future performance. Jill, good to see you. You too. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with Hour 2 in a moment. Second and final hour of the week. Second hour of the day. Final hour of the week. Here on the Steve Day Show, that's me with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. Feedback Friday in a moment brought to you by Sweatblock. So we got a little respite from the heat right now, but it is still August, the dog days of summer. You know it's coming back. Make sure you're ready with our friends over at Sweatblock, even if it's not heat for you. You just... You know, excessively sweat, you know, when the pressure is on, that can happen. You know, nothing you can do about it. It doesn't mean you can't perform under pressure. It just means you're going to do so sweaty. You can do something about that, though, with their antiperspirant wipes designed for your underarms. These work fantastically. I am partial to the deodorant lotions that are good for the more uh, intimate regions that can get swampy this time of year. Get the uh, deodorant stick. So many great products available to you right now. At sweatblock.com, developed by a Harvard doctor, but don't let them, don't let that hold you back. I'm just kidding. Uh, sweatblock.com, promo code DACE to get 20% off at sweatblock.com, promo code DACE, sweatblock.com, 20% off with promo code DACE. You can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Christine emailed us to say, can you give a birthday shout out for an inspiring and uncommon man, Diego Rivera? He's introduced many, including myself, to Nefarious and subsequently your show. Thankful to God for him. And so could you wish him happy birthday? And uh, he's an honest, tireless leader working hard for limited government, keeping our National Guard out of unlawful wards. Unlawful wars, I should say. So indeed, thank you for your service, Diego, and uh, God bless you. And happy birthday to you. Uh, Jonathan Roberts says, my father-in-law's birthday is this week, August 2nd. He's been listening to you since the radio days. His name is David Morgan. He's the best father-in-law I could have asked for. He's a godly man and an amazing dad. Can you wish him a happy birthday? You bet. Happy birthday to David Morgan. We did that as well for David. Also, um, you can follow me on uh, Facebook, 
me, we, and Gab. Uh, follow me as well on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok uh, at, at Steve Day Show on those platforms, at Steve Day Show, at Real Truth, I'm sorry, at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. At Real Steve Dace on Truth Social is where you'll find me there. And please, if you have yet to do this, leave us a five-star review if you dig it. Thank you to all of you who have shown you do. And you can hit subscribe or follow as well. All right. Are we, uh, are we ready to do some Feedback Friday? Indeed we are. All right. Let's begin with Cap- Kathy Chapeldane, who writes... I found your show after Rush died, and I've been in every single day tuning in live on the Blaze app ever since. I can't tell you how important your show was to me during the COVID travesty, and more importantly, the horrible COVID shots. I was scrambling for any information I could find outside the mainstream because something felt very wrong. I had a few days where my brain literally shut down from overload trying to make sense of things and what was going on. I have clarity now, due in large part to your show and many others brave enough to get that information out to us all. It was a journey, as I'm sure you went on that journey as well. That being said, I'm, I'm finding your show hard to watch over the past couple of weeks. You hammer home the cult mindset, but you guys are sadly showing it as well. What about most of us who are somewhere in between Trump and DeSantis, know the country, the, the threat the country faces, knows about the election fraud, knows there's just one big uniparty, donors and grifters. I can't throw in for one person to save this. I wish you'd take a more measured approach. You are throwing in, and I don't see how that's not a cult of its own. So first of all, let me say this, Kathy, in response. I'm very honored that you found our show. And I would just point back to your own note that you spent much more time discussing at the top of your note the positive impact our show has made than you did what your concern is at the end. Which, in return, then I would say... what would be the reason that you would not trust us after all the credibility we built with you before? See, I will tell you that I will, I'll just be blunt. Like I always am. I am giving you a measured approach. I actually haven't gone all in yet, but I will say the Trump team is pushing me to, I I haven't even shown you what all in is yet. I haven't, I haven't made a single phone call in Iowa for Ron DeSantis. There's a lots of people in Iowa I could call for Ron DeSantis. I haven't made one call yet. I am taking a measured approach, but the time of my measuring is coming to an end, actually. I mean, the fact that I, st- the fact that I still keep saying that there's only two candidates in this race I will even vote for in a general, Trump and DeSantis, and one of them is the guy that help them poison all of us and is unrepentant about it. I mean, help me understand why that doesn't bother you more than my perceived solution to that dilemma. Because what bothers me is hearing from so many people that I was able to help by God's grace like you and by the courage and the platform and the clarity that he gave me to push back on this when very few people did. And now I get notes from some of you same folks who now suddenly, when I'm doing exactly what I was doing before, 
But this time, it may, it, this time, Mr. Trump may get caught in the undertow. Now I'm being questioned. I'm going to ask point blank. On the biggest threat we have faced in recent times, COVID, who has more credibility, me or Donald Trump? If you think it is Donald Trump, I understand. I respect your opinion. But if you think it is me, then I don't understand your opinion. I know you expected me to probably be somewhat apologetic, but I'm not like the other hosts. That's probably why they're almost all richer than me. And it's, this, it's because I'm not like them that I pushed back on COVID when they did not. And it's because I'm not like them that I'm going to push back on the guy who let them do this to us and has shown not an ounce of remorse at all. Kathy, Kathy why are you asking me to take a more measured approach and not asking Donald Trump to show a measure of self-awareness? I didn't sign any lockdown orders. He did. I didn't give Moderna and Pfizer billions of dollars. He did. And as Paul says to the church in Galatia, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? What have I just said that is not truthful? See, I've been taking a measured approach. See, there's another part of this argument that I don't ever let you guys in on. I've got, I've got just as many people in my inbox losing their poop that I'm still giving Donald Trump a chance after what happened with COVID as I do saying I need to let it go. You guys just don't hear about them. But trust me, I'm getting tons of those notes, too. Just as many, actually. The truth of the matter is this. If Donald Trump had handled COVID better, he would be president right now. If Ron DeSantis had handled COVID worse he wouldn't be in the discussion for president right now. And of all the things I just said in response to your note, that's probably the most certifiably true. We've had grifting and uniparty and donors. We've had that in politics forever. They're never going away. Not completely. You can elect... A thousand years of Ron DeSantis's and Winston Churchill's. They're not going away. Why? Because the people are the problem. And always have been since Genesis 3. Winston Churchill saved Western civilization. How was he rewarded in the very next election? Out. Yeah, they voted him out as prime minister. COVID was something unique we had not had. We'd never criminalized breathing before. We'd never criminalized taking your kids to the park before. We never said the church is a non-essential institution before. Who helped them do these things? We had never said you could not work in America without subjecting yourself to a medical experiment before. Who gave them the power to do these things? Who gave them the means to do these things? Donald Trump did. And to this day, he will tell you if asked, he is still proud of it. No remorse. No measured approach, as you put it, whatsoever, Kathy. Now, because Donald Trump isn't the target, a friend of mine gave me an analogy yesterday. You step up to the tee box, 
and you see the entire in the entirety of the of the hole ahead of you and you see the gallery and there's a lot of people there and they they get your attention right that gallery's gathered around waiting for you to hit the shot and and they've got your attention but but even though they have your attention they're not the target are they no no you're aiming for the hole the mm-hmm. hole is the target see where i'm going with this mm-hmm. yeah so even though Donald Trump is guilty of all the things I just said and completely unrepentant about it to this minute that we're discussing this, maybe one day that might change to his benefit and ours. He's the gallery. He's not the target. The hole is the target. What's the hole? Saving America for our children and grandchildren. That's the hole. And so that's why I've not written him completely off, despite arguably the worst year in the history of the United States presidency certainly in the history of the modern presidency. The last time somebody had a worse year, JFK, Dealey Plaza. 2020 was an unmitigated disaster. Made every wrong decision imaginable. But prior to that, he made several right decisions. Yes. Including decisions that helped to overturn, probably pre-COVID, a lot of us would have said was one of the greatest evils in modern America, Roe versus Wade, right? Mm-hmm. And so because of that, because Trump's the gallery, it's, it's, it's loud, it's live, everybody's focused on that, but he's not the target. The hole, the green, that's the target. So even though I've got just as many people in my inbox telling me, you're being way too easy on him, how in the world can we still consider him after what he did to us? Because... There were, uh, there were times he was on target. Right now, he is not, in my view. Worse, I don't think he even cares to be. If I have bared false wit- bore false witness, if I have been dishonest, Kathy, then I would urge you to stop listening. And, and, and perhaps you can just count it as, I got lucky one time. I got, I got lucky this one time on COVID. I just happened to risk every amount of capital I have, all my goodwill, my career, livelihood, Todd and Aaron's livelihoods. I risked it all. The, the, the blaze getting deplatformed, banned, censored. I risked it all. And it just so happened this one time I was right. And in that case... Better to be lucky than good. Shun, sun shines on a dog's rear end every now and then. As Wesley Snipes said in the original and still only white men can't jump. And go about your way and find someone that will take a, quote, more measured approach. The one in the cult is the one who won't even entertain what you're saying here. I'm the one telling you up front, I'll vote for him if he is the nominee. I'm the one actually willing to practice self-awareness. I was the one willing to admit when I was wrong about him before. I'm actually the one in this relationship between this show and Donald Trump. I'm actually the one with the measured approach. I hope you stick around, but if you don't, I don't blame you. And I won't spend a second bigging you to do so or anybody else for that matter I listened to your show today and I was simultaneously angry and in tears I lost everything in 2020 I put these notes back to back 
because Kathy, I want you to hear this. I lost everything in 2020. My business, my savings, my home. By 2021, I was homeless and sleeping on a friend's couch. There was no loan money available for me when I applied. I had to file bankruptcy. Then I lost my father and the vaccines to blood clots after arguing with him for a year to please not get them. He followed the advice of the VA instead, and I lost him far too soon. The decisions of the Trump administration and the money funneled into governors at the state level to follow mandates literally destroyed my life. I don't know. Well, hold on. Let's pause. This is from Connie in Arizona. Connie, have you considered a more measured approach? Connie, have you considered you're overreacting to losing your entire mother effing life? And the person may be dearest to you. That you should, you should consider the, uh, the, the political uniqueness and, and just count it all joy to suffer for his name, Trump's. Have you considered this, Connie? I'll continue. Yet, I still believe that the 2020 election was stolen and I was angry about it. I still defended Trump over that. Since then, I've watched January 6th people languish in jail, denied due process, and sentenced to ridiculous prison terms. And not one word has come from the Trump campaign about it other than a promise to maybe pardon people if he's elected. Those people fought for him. Money was poured into his organizations, like Stop the Steal. Now I find out that Giuliani and others were not even necessarily telling us the truth. How many decent people's lives have been shattered since 2020? Where do people like me turn to be made... even partially whole again. Nowhere. You need to take a more measured approach, Connie. Hey, your collateral damage in the cause of Mr. Trump. Take a more measured approach. Nobody cares about us. The Republican Party is all but silent except for nibbling around the edges. Now I'm an independent. I've lost complete faith in my government and the institutions that meant to protect us, including the medical community. I don't know what we're doing here either, Steve. Thank you for at least asking these questions. Connie James in Arizona. But Connie James can't give me clicks. Connie James can't advance my career. Connie James won't help me own the libs on my fake book page. Connie James won't give me the money shot for my political porn when I tune into my favorite cable news hack tonight. Connie James, her story doesn't make me think I'm saving America. Connie James doesn't help me own the dweeb at the water cooler at work with his they, them pronouns pendant. So Connie James doesn't matter to me. Only Mr. Trump does. And therefore, he can make any mistake he wants. Never have to own it. Never show any remorse. No accountability at all. Because after all, as he himself has said, I've never asked God for forgiveness because I've never done anything wrong. So all of you, if you're in this audience and you're one of the 10,000 people and you lost your corp- your, your businesses to his lockdowns and you lost your family members to his beloved jab you need to take a more measured approach and you need to realize that the fact he may end up playing golf one day for the rest of his natural life at Mar-a-Lago with an ankle bracelet and at his age he just can't bag he just can't bag as many hoes as he used to in his 50s 
you need to understand that his suffering matters more than yours and take a more measured approach. I assume nobody has anything to add after that. I just keep thinking of that scene from Spinal Tap when these conversations happen. Comparing us to Spinal Tap is maybe your best analogy of all time. Thank you. Yeah. Because you're trying to have... What's the genre of film a Spinal Tap is? Mockumentary, yes, right? Yes, yes. Meaning that it's depicting real events, but so yeah. farcically, yeah. so obviously, pathetically, and ridiculously, you know that this actual yes. event is yes. not serious or true, even if it's depicting events that could be. And there's yeah. a scene in that movie that perfectly encapsulates the entirety of that movie, which does what you want to do. And believe it or not, the serious guy is Rob Reiner in that scene. But he's... They, they think they've invented a new app. And they show Rob Reiner, the documentary guy, all excited. And see, Oz, Oz goes up to 11. You're like, well, why don't you just make an amp that's louder, but you still call it 10. And they look at him dumbfounded. But Oz goes up to 11. That's what I mean, really. I'm boiling down what Steve is talking about with it. Just take a more measured approach. You're like, it's not even... Basically what Jehovah's ba- Witnesses conversations are more fruitful listen, than these. Basically what Kathy is asking of me is thank you for telling me the truth before, but I want you to lie to me yes. now. That's what she's asking of me. And my answer is always to that question going to be no. Old Testament Israel ain't got nothing on us, guys. Exactly. They got nothing on us. They just crossed over on dry land across the sea. And they keep doubting. Those people are morons. They were literally eating manna from heaven. And then they make a golden calf. Those people are nuts. They just saw those miracles. Moses doesn't get to see the promised land because he disobeyed. He led these people for years. He'd come out, he saw the burning bush. What a (laughs) moron. And then there's 21st century Americans on the right. We just saw what they did to us. But it's normal now. We're back to normal. So stop pissing on my idol. Old Testament Israel, um, sorry, just collectively would like to apologize to all of you. One of the saddest stories in the Old Testament is in the book of Numbers. And there is a, uh, there's a clan that comes against Moses called the tribe of Korah. And Moses takes their laments to God. Because Moses isn't in charge. God is. God just called a guy with a speech impediment named Moses. He could have called any schlep, any schmuck from anywhere. Could have been the schmuck that he called to go and say, let my people go. Moses is not the hero of the story. God is. It's just, it's kind of pretentious to name your kid God. So you name your kid like Moses instead. (laughs) Okay. So um, 
Moses takes their lament to God and he says, tomorrow morning, God says, tomorrow morning, first thing, bring all the tribes of Israel out. I am beyond sick of this. We're going to settle this matter once and for all. So all the tribes of Israel, all the clans, all 12 tribes and all their clans, they all are brought before the assembly. The sons of Korah and all those who agree with them are asked to step forward. And what takes place really is just this incredible, it goes on for pages, this incredible debate uh, where they make their case to God that they know better. No, that's not. No, 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 that doesn't. No, no, that's not what happens. What, What takes place is three sentences. Uh, The earth is opened and swallows all of the sons of Korah and all of the clans that agreed with them whole. Erase them from memory. No debate. No. What what these verses mean to you? Didn't get into any of that. None of that. No no seekers were friends. No seekers were sought. Chain of command reestablished. Moses didn't tell them, hey, maybe if you take a more measured approach. Exactly. Yeah, indeed. No, no, indeed. It just... We're done here. We're moving on. That's not, though, where the story ends. We didn't discuss the emotions in their hips? We, we didn't. Oh. That should have been where the, where, that should be where the story ends. Imagine you're standing there, and you're like, <laughs> Rectum barely knew him, man. I don't know. Core, I don't even, is that core with a Q? Core with a K? I don't even know. I mean, I've never heard of the cores. Okay? I mean, you would think after that, let's just go ahead, push on to the promised land, and point has been made you would think right nope very next paragraph elderly woman approaches moses the very next morning and has the balls to walk up to him and say you have been unfair to the lord's people i saved you from the stuff trump wasn't willing to save you from Frankly, I saved you from him. You admitted that in your own note. And Kathy's not alone. I've gotten Kathy's note a lot, too. That's why I'm spending time on it. I am just never going to be in a place where I care about our politicians more than I care about you guys. If you're upset that I care more about you and your kids than our politicians, then we're just going to have to, we're going to never agree on that. I'm always going to care about you more than them. I was under the impression this was some kind of populist movement. So I actually care more about the, the populace than fearless leader. Fearless leader hasn't lifted a finger to help any of you that suffered from his lockdowns or his jab. I did. At great risk to myself, in fact. Now you want me to take a more measured approach. I'm not even mad. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm not even surprised because I've read a Bible. I know this is how where this, these stories always go. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I have longed to gather you in as a hen gathers in her chicks. But you who have stoned the prophets and kill those whom God has sent. I know, man, you're, you're always, <laughs> you're one takeaway from Palm Sunday and Good Friday, brother. Ain't that the truth? Mm. One take away all times. I get that. I knew I was signing up for that. 
And the Lord said, whom will go? Whom shall I send? And I was dumb enough to say, okay, I'll go. No, I know this is coming. So I'm not surprised and I'm not mad. I am sad. That I am. I'll admit that. I don't have a segue to another note right yet, right now. So let's talk about our friends over at Relief Factor. If you are struggling with chronic pain, this is the kind of pain that leads to lingering, soreness, achiness, stiffness that just won't go away. And you've tried everything, man. Uh, you've even tried the measured approach. Ba-dum-ching. Try Relief Factor. $20 for three weeks just to get you started. You never know. What do you got to lose for 20 bucks? The irony is they're actually offering you a measured approach. It's just 20 bucks to start. And then you'll pay full price later if you see the results you want to see. They, they take this measured approach because they know about, over time, about 70% of the people who try this for three weeks see such great results that they keep coming back for more. So call them on it. See if you can deal with that pain. 20 bucks, relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com for the trial pack, just 20 bucks. Or call 800, the number four relief, 800 for relief. You know, I was taking care of Ben recently. One time we were out in the backyard playing, and because we don't have a fence, I've mentioned this in the past, he can run. And there's a road, a busy road, not too far away. And on that road were up and down several several combines actually running with their bean thing on so if you get in front of that i mean you're gonna get you're gonna get it cut up into smithereens and ben starts running towards the road and i said ben ben stop ben listen to dada and he turned around and you know what he said to me dada measured approach that's that's what he that's what he said to me gospel truth Anybody ever asked Donald Trump to take a more measured approach? He, no accountability for him. Everybody else gets accountability. Everybody else has a standard. Everybody else is asked to raise their game. He never is. Now that's a cult. Anytime you've got an organization where everybody other than the cult leader has to do their part, that's a cult. or it's a measured approach. The Steve Day Show. If you are out there as a sole proprietor, as an entrepreneur, you're killing yourself, man, grinding for every buck, then you're paying out of pocket for CPAs, bookkeepers, payroll, all those other admin services. Don't, don't do that anymore. Go to our friends over at Collective. They handle all that stuff. 
that used to cost you a pile of money. Uh, they'll get you started with an introduction, uh, and they're all-in-one financial uh, solutions for businesses of one. They'll handle business formation, compliance, taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, even payroll. And if you're set up for an LLC or just a sole proprietorship, they can elect your S-Corp tax status, which could save you thousands on your taxes, on average, maybe $10,000 per year. A collective membership, by the way, pays for itself within months because it's also 100% tax deductible. Now, this this rate, this special we're going to offer you here, you have to have to understand this goes up on September 1. So lock in your lower rate today. Get an extra $100 off when you go to collective.com slash Steve. But you got to do this before September 1. And their team of experts will handle everything in, from your business formation, payroll, taxes, at a small fraction of the cost, all right? Collective.com slash Steve. Collective.com slash Steve. $100 off until September 1. Collective.com slash Steve. Barbara Lebrecht writes, I never shared my daughter's COVID win, but after hearing your show today, I thought maybe I should. I reached out to you originally looking for direction to Patriot groups who are helping people who lost their jobs due to the job mandate. My daughter, Sarah, worked for a physician group associated with Trinity Health of Nebraska uh, in an administrative position. Nebraska. Nebraska. When the mandate hit, they implemented it and she went to work requesting a religious exemption. It was denied, of course, and she was fired. She lost her job and income, which my family was depending on, because at this point she was still living with me and her siblings. She even lost her PTO and she lost the house that she was set to purchase. With your help finding someone, she began the process of going after her employer for compensation. It took a while, but she was able to settle with her former employer for $30,000, which paid off her debt, and she was able to put even some of it away. She ended up getting a job where she now works for home, from home, and she is now able to care for her stepchildren when they are with her and her now husband. She used the money we saved for the house to pay for her wedding. A good and faithful man blessing me with two more spectacular grandkids. God even provided me with a new job where I can just make ends meet without her income. God is so good. When we remain faithful and patient, he never disappoints. There are winds which will fortify us for the new battles coming soon. May God bless us all. P.S. I'm sorry I gave you any credit whatsoever. I did everything Donald Trump told me to do, and that is how we achieve salvation. I'm sorry. That wasn't in the note. I'm sorry. I added that. <laughs> let me dedu- let me take that out because it might dedu- it might detract from the overall message. Fair. So I was hoping she actually did write that. That would have been my. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's she really does understand the Steve Day show. <laughs> that would have been epic. You know what's so funny is you would have gone back and listened to my shows, our shows, leading up to the election in 2020, and we're out here bleeding for Trump to win re-election. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean. While he's in there taking monoclonal antibodies, we're out here freaking trying to bleed for him. Well, and he's taking Rudy's advice. Go out there and be a douchebag to a dementia patient for two hours in front of 100 million people. We're out here bleeding for this guy to win. There just isn't a cure for idolatry. See, my, my, my struggle when it comes to famous and powerful people is I, is, to, is I struggled to care about them at all. And that's not good, too. Like, my wife, I don't remember what celebrity it was while we were out in L.A., mentioned some celebrity that she likes was going through a really tough time, and I just found, I don't care. And then I, I, I got convicted, because I'm like, come on, man. 
you know, still made in the image of God. That's a terrible situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, I have to guard against the other way. My other way is I get instantly suspicious of celebrity. I don't even like being my, be, I, I don't accept the moniker of it being bestowed upon me. I don't like anything about it. Nothing. But, you know, that's where I can go too far the other way and not care because I'm not supposed to give somebody extra consideration because of their social status, no matter what it is. That's a biblical worldview, right? And the, and, and the, and the, and the, and the rich and famous need mercy every bit as much as the poor and destitute do and vice versa. Um, ben writes, here's my issue with the modern right. Can you, you guys want to just completely switch topics for a second? Sure. Okay. Especially social conservatives. Many simply say if men were just more masculine, we'd be able to stop the spirit of the age. But you're ignoring the fact that it's unpartnered women that are betwitched by the spirit of the age at two to one margins. Sure, you can just say men be better and there'd be less unpartnered women. Sure, you can tell young men, just go to church, build your career, and you'll meet a traditional woman that won't have sky-high expectations. But if the average woman under 30 is a blue-haired feminist that thinks deference to men means submission, I wish you luck. Now, I'm not a nihilist, but if the purpose was to let the human race go out with a whimper, I wouldn't change a thing. My guess is you don't want to touch the topic because as a male, you don't feel qualified, but I'll be happy if you prove me wrong. Now, let me say a couple quick things on this, then we'll turn it over to the group. It's funny when my wife and I discuss this topic, she always takes the side of the guys and I always take the side of the women. (laughs) Okay. She thinks we're being, she thinks I'm being way too easy on women. She agrees with Ben. I think she's being way too hard. Uh, uh, She thinks I'm being uh, way too hard on the guys. And not hard enough on women, like Ben says. And I think the opposite. Part of my, I will say, I know, I've known three women that I work with professionally who are certainly smart, talented, and aren't hard to look at. Who have struggled to find a husband. And a couple of them, last I heard, still had not. And, um, and I see stats like, the average 25-year-old male in America is more likely to be living at home with a parent than in another home parenting a child with a wife. So, and I raised two princesses that I just absolutely adore. So I bring all those things up to say they, that, that it does Ben have a point, my judgment's a little bit too clouded, that I let the women off the hook in putting the blame squarely upon the men for the current state of things. Oh, we all suck. Look at the look on Todd's face. Just, do you really want me to answer or not? Because Todd's looking at me like I'm a son of Korra. Just do you even Steve? Go ahead, Aaron. Do you even Steve Dace Pro? I don't even. <laughs> I mean, we all suck. There it is. We all suck. That's the so... ultimate Steve Dace show take right there. We all suck. Why yeah. does anybody try with us? The if you don't want to touch this. It... Yes. Come on. I did man. find that. Yeah. Come like, on. Now I'm I might be I might be two Alger Hiss women on a pedestal. Um but it, if if it is, it's because of the biases I just let out, not because I'm afraid to touch the subject matter. That's not it at all. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. Uh that's basically the long and short of this. I mean this is a both and type of thing. And yeah, the blackmail you don't want to touch this because XXX I, I I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about there, but 
do women have problems? Yes. Do men have problems? Yes. Does that create, does that dynamic create problems? Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. It's not like we're out here, like the North Koreans, who think that Kim Jong-un doesn't poop. That's not how we think about women. Okay. Everybody has sinned. Everybody's a sinner. Everybody has their own foibles. We just believe, or I'll just speak for myself, I just believe this show is uniquely capable because what are all three of us? We are all men. We are uniquely capable of speaking to that side of the species. Does that mean that we have never, that, that we think women are just, were born on some mountain somewhere in, in northern uh, North Korea and came down and given to us by God? No, that's not what we're saying here. And I know that's not what you're si- saying either. I'm just appealing to hyperbole here okay yes everybody has issues we just focus on the men more because we're men that's what i would say there was just another study that came out recently it's on my uh, twitter feed like the oh, the crack addiction level of single men to video games so yeah, I, it, we got to do both at the same time, but and we're never going to stop pointing that kind of uh, stuff out. Uh, how much does their becoming these "I don't need a man" blue hairs have to do with looking at that instead of the real thing? The other thing, I'm happy to tell you, and I do like what uh, women. You know, you, you're so empowered, you're so independent. Uh, we're supposed to respect your choices. Uh, like, then why do you act like, do you know where babies come from? Because you didn't get pregnant from dandelion spores. And rape, incense, rape and incest are very, 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 very rare in terms of pregnancy compared to the reason most women get unplanned pregnancies. So that, do you know where babies come from? And two, are you accountable for that choice? I'll go right at women with that. I have multiple times. I don't, but we, it's my ring, Latin. Two shall become one. This, women have become who they are because of men and what we've shown them and vice versa. Yeah. We've just been such poor poor reflections of the imago day for one another so i don't you know you're the guy asking this a of this show that's not i i I don't know how you've missed this we we're plenty critical of everybody who needs to be criticized uh but number two make sure you don't have the log in your eye before instantly saying it's basically about everybody else's splinters. I would also say that if you're struggling to find a woman worthy of marriage or even wanting that, <clears throat> that is likely a fault of her father or lack thereof. Yeah. And that's just the, that's the reality of it. I mean, what came first, feminism or the dissection of the American family? Yes. 
they, they showed up about the exact same time. But prior to the dissection of the American family, feminism was what Rush Limbaugh used to say, an ideology so unattractive women could feel like they had a say in society. Like, you ever looked at people like Betty Friedan? I mean, the, they probably weren't really hot on the dating market, if we're being honest. And I say that as somebody who himself, you know, isn't going to be hired to be a model for anybody. But ultimately, the lack of fathers willing to stick it out and model masculinity of their daughters is what gave way for another, the next generation to come forward now and buy into this because they had, there, there was no cudgel in their lives, no framework in their lives to push back on this, to show them that this was a scam. In fact, it comported with their own life experience. My dad left me. My dad didn't care. My dad was distant. I don't know who my dad is, right? Yeah. It comported with my life experience. Men cannot be trusted. Men don't lead. Men are bullies. Men don't take initiative. Men can't be relied upon. So, I think if, you, if, you're, if you've ever been around my two daughters, you would not think that I just let them get away with anything, number one. But number two, the created order is very clear. Initiative and responsibility is primarily, not solely, but primarily on the men. That's why we are given certain responsibilities. Father, husband, leader, pastor, priest, elder, that women are not given. Because it's on us. So even if you are a younger man looking for a wife and you're struggling to, that is still probably the fault of men. The men who did not model the right thing to her as a father growing up. The men who failed her as their, her, her instructors growing up by feeding her with indoctrination or buying into it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, you can put where we are as a society at the feet of the men. That's why when Anastasia, my own daughter, asked me yesterday, if I could do any other podcast, what would it be? And I said, something aimed directly, exclusively at the men. Show me the condition of a, of a culture's men, men, and I'll show you the condition of that culture every single time. Every single time. This is why, in the craziest way, I, in the one way I truly understand why we've become addicted to just a default transgenderism is because we live it out way more than we fully understand. Speaking to what you're talking about, Steve. Most people are looking at somebody they, they understand, yeah, that, that, that person dresses like a man, they probably have a penis, but they really have, they don't see on a daily basis the initiative of men, the true hallmarks and characteristics, the heart of men. They see, no, they see C.S. Lewis as men without chests. And when you get that, then you will get the transgender freak show as a natural consequence of all that. We have no idea who we are in the Imago Day. Exactly. Did Nancy Mace force her fiance who is not her husband to sleep with her no and that's that's that will be her third husband by the way I believe right so this is what I'm saying everybody makes everybody everybody has a role to play in this for good or ill but fundamentally what Steve just said and biblically the primary responsibility is upon our side of the species it is that's from a biblical worldview that's just not even a debatable point 
Now, maybe you've not been told that because because feminists told you only the submission side of the equation and how terrible that is. So maybe they didn't tell you the other half, which is what heretics do. Um, You're not submitting to us. Amy doesn't submit to me. Jill doesn't submit to you. And Bella's not submitting to Aaron. They submit to Christ through us as we submit to him. You go home and tell Jill, hey, we're breaking bad. Going to start slanging some crack rock. Operation Hunter. Should Jill submit to her husband, Todd? She should not. No. Because she's not really submitting to you when she does submit to you, is she? Right. She's submitting to Christ. Now, that part of the equation always gets left out. You know, the best way to get your wife to submit to you is to submit to Christ. Be worthy of being submitted to. Because he is. And you ain't. You're not. You're just you. And there's like six inches between son of Korah and I just missed the cut line. (laughs) Hell preach. (laughs) All right. about that all weekend. (laughs) Everybody have a great weekend. Back at it again on Monday. Until then, John 317.